And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel, back again. Sorry the show has been so infrequent uh, this month, everyone. July has been a hell of a time for me, but I'm back now. I'm back with Matt and we've managed to accrue a lot of really big news in our time off. So I imagine this show will be better than it would have been last week if we went at the time we wanted to. Well, well I think last week we had like, what, three news stories? Is fucking yeah. barely anything. <laughs> We had exactly three, Matt, and I'm like, oh, you know, I might get called away, but we should really do this show anyway because I got to leave on the 23rd, which I thought the 23rd was a uh, Saturday when mm-hmm. we normally do the show, but turns out it's a Sunday, so I actually can do the show and uh, end up going away at the same time. Nice, nice. So, yeah, we're, we're back with a vengeance. How uh, how has your week been, Matt? Uh, very busy. Very, I, I, I've been uh, kind of flat out, uh, so I, I haven't been able to get into comics as much as I usually do this week, uh, but stuff's coming out uh, in the next couple of days for me, which is good. Um, but, yeah, no, I, it's been pretty good. Uh, I, I've been, been working, working hard. Nice, nice. Well, don't feel too bad about not getting any comics in this week because I only got in four because I've been busy covering that new Superman show that dropped today. And also, I was shocked to find out that Harley Quinn actually comes out at the end of the month, too. So I'm going to be having two animated reviews on the channel. So, yeah, everyone, you might lose some comics, but you're going to get some great uh, animated content, which always does really good for my channel, which means hopefully more people see me. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's good for me. That's what I've been up to. Uh, I, I also reinstalled uh, friggin' Mortal Kombat 11 because Mortal Kombat <laughs> 1 comes out soon. And I'm like, I remember putting so many hours into Mortal Kombat 11 and I got better at it than I got at any fighting game before. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can I remind my stupid hands how to do this? And the answer is no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's just muscle memory. I remember playing that and Injustice 2 back to back. I'm like, wait, am, am, am I seeing through the veil? Am I piercing through it? Am I figuring out how to fighting game? <laughs> I kind of did. I also went back and watched those animated Mortal Kombat movies. I forgot they made three of them. Oh, really? I only know they, they did that. It was Scorpion's Revenge. Revenge, yeah, yeah. I only know about that one. I didn't know they made three. Uh, now they're saying I'm really quiet on this end for some reason. Am I? My mic is turned all the way up. Yeah, no, you sound fine. Yeah, Ethan says I'm quiet. A- am I quiet, everyone? I think I'm okay. You're peeking oh, the. You're peeking the uh, the thing. Yeah. Oh god, you're giving me a complex, everyone. Am I quiet? <laughs> I can't be quiet. But yeah, they they made Scorpion's Revenge, which is like the first two and a half Mortal Kombat games. Then Battle for the Realms, which was the next two, where they finally fight Shao Kahn. And then Snowblind was the third one, where they literally just riff on fucking Mad Max and uh, goddamn Unforgiven. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you get old man, goddamn Sub Zero, and then out of nowhere, it's like, oh shit, Chronica is involved, and I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> they're very weird but i enjoy them that's that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah yeah it's a good way to reaccount they, yourself with the story they're made by the same people who make like the dc animated films right yes they are yeah yes they are and you can definitely see it well winford says i'm okay and i trust winford he's been here forever <laughs> But yeah, so that's what I've been doing, getting ready for that and everything, trying to get this uh, animation stuff in order. And also, hey, my birthday is tomorrow, so if we go until at least midnight, you can actually uh, hit that moment. We'll see. <laughs> oh, well, 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 let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I mean, usually we end the show around like 1130, but we have yeah. more news tonight. So there is a good chance you there might is. all actually be here when it's my birthday. <laughs> there is, yes. <laughs> 
So thank you, everyone. Thank you, all six people on Twitch and 23 people on YouTube. You get to be here for this special mode. I, I wanted to stream anyway for my birthday. But again, like I said, it's just been such a crazy month. I haven't been able to find the time or the energy mm-hmm. to put it together. Now, uh, do we want to hop into uh, news there, Matt? Because like we said, there's a lot of big stories going on since Good. we've been off. Let's do it. All right. So first things first, we're going back to the world of Spider-Man, Matt. By which I mean the comic, by which I mean Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man. It seemed like it had calmed down there for a bit, right? It seemed like it wasn't the worst thing ever anymore. It seemed like, you know, things might go back to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, fuck all that, apparently. (laughs) It was officially announced this week that uh, as of issue 31, get ready, because Mary Jane will be making her big return, but not just as Spider-Man's girlfriend, not just as a supporting character. She's becoming the brand new jackpot. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Mary Jane using her luck-based casino powers where she literally pulls energy out of the universe for random abilities. It's it's happening, Matt. <laughs> Are you excited? You don't look excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spider-Man book is so fucking weird now because it hasn't actually served Peter Parker in years. And now it seems to exist solely to serve other stuff like Dark Web was just about serving the X-Men books. Uh, What is it? That last story was just about trying to service their status quo and kill Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. And also, I guess, set up this brand new Mary Jane thing. And even the story that I'm kind of enjoying now in the comics is really all just about setting up Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. It it seems like it's going that way. They know that that, that everyone wants this book to come back. So they're like, yeah, we'll just set it up, whatever. It's also really stupid to have Mary Jane become Jackpot because there was another character called Jackpot who I I was actually remembering it wrong. I thought she was a villain. She wasn't. She was just another superpowered person who looked like Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. And now the real Mary Jane is becoming Jackpot. (laughs) I I don't get it. Remember also Sony said they were going to be making a Jackpot movie even though there's like two issues with her in it. Yes, yes. For some fucking reason, and everyone clowned on that and thought that was the stupidest thing and thought that Sony was out of their fucking minds. Now the comics are doing it unironically. I don't know how bad things have to get at Spider-Man when they look at a bad Sony ID and go, yeah, we should do that. We should do that, yeah. We should do that. It's a good idea. We should do it. That's what people really want. It's what they're really clamoring for right now. (laughs) I don't... I don't get Marvel editorial. I do not get their company choices right now. And hey, uh, I'll be talking about the death of Ms. Marvel later in the show too. So, you know, you'll see. Yeah, we can actually talk about it because I actually, I picked that up as well because I, oh, I, want, I wanted to see what it was, what what the, what it was about. And you know, Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad I waited a couple days to cover it because the story continued to evolve. Yes, afterwards. yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> To a point where, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, there's your Mary Jane story, everyone. I don't fucking get it. What are you what are you playing at, guys, really? <laughs> and I'm not saying that Mary Jane doesn't deserve to be a superhero. I'm not saying she couldn't be a superhero with her own solo series. But I'm saying no one wants Jackpot, Mary Jane. Yeah, no, yeah. Stop trying to make Jackpot a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Hell, uh, we actually did have a pretty good version of Mary Jane as a superhero over in that Renew Your Vows book when she mm. had her own spider costume and everything. Mm. Remember that short? Yeah, why don't they once? do that? Why don't they bring that back? 
that seems obvious, right? Yeah, like if yeah. that was the goal, we're going to break Mary Jane off from Peter. We're going to kill this young teenager to spur her into being a hero. God, I hope they don't do that. I hope that Miss Marvel's death isn't the thing <laughs> the, that spurs her. There's going to be a your retcon story where her and Kamala were like best, best friends, friends, you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's going to be the death of her kids she had for four years, her yeah. fake kids. That's yeah. what's going to spur her into it. At least they're not so tone deaf because, man, imagine trying to explain that to someone who doesn't read comics yeah so this beloved brown teen had to die so this older white woman could find uh you know self-actualization <laughs> isn't that something isn't that great <laughs> no get out of my house paul introduced her to to kamala oh, because my god paul is kamala's best friend <laughs> naturally you didn't know it you never saw it but <laughs> They were best friends. That, that's another fucked up thing, too. We'll talk about that when we get to the actual issue. Mary Jane and Paul don't go to Miss Marvel's funeral, and mm -hmm. she fucking sacrificed herself to save Mary yeah. Jane. Yeah, they're not there. <laughs> they're not there. In a story that's already incredibly gross, that makes it feel extra gross. And, like, I get it. They also technically lost two children. They're probably too distraught to leave, yada, yada, yada. But still, that's a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tevia helping us out there in the chat. Why does Marvel hate Peter and Mary Jane being married? Again, I think it's a Nightwing scenario. It makes writers feel old. If Peter mm -hmm. is older and self-actualized and married and happy, it makes them feel weird and it makes the entire universe feel <laughs> older. And I guess they're always chasing the younger demographic. They don't want to admit how old the average comic reader actually is. It's the same with the comic readers who who read Spider-Man and always complain about him, always yeah. wanting him to be, you know, high school age, uh, right. you, you know, you know, in high school or, or just going into college, you know, back when, uh, you know, cause they are in college or they're in yeah, high yeah. school or, or they, that was like a better time in their lives. Indeed. There, there's that, there's a lot of things. You could be an entire cultural anthropologist to try and, you know, get to the heart of this matter. Mm. I think there's also a part of it too, where Marvel editorial and the higher ups are like, well, we can't have them be married and we can't, you know, have, let them have kids and move on with their lives. Cause then they'd be happy and we'd be giving fans what they want. And that's not good drama. The essence of drama is conflict. His life needs to be a constant, you know, you know, constant endless sea of conflict. Less people will stop reading. If people are happy with Spider-Man, then they might stop reading Spider-Man if they think mm. they can leave him in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious because you watch that Spider-Verse movie and they literally tackle that head on. Why does Spider-Man's life need to be an endless conga line of tragedy and loss and death? It, it's so weird, isn't it? Like, these are made by, well, not the same company, but there is like an overlap it, it is. in it. And it's just so strange, isn't it? I think it's the eternal difference between movie storytelling and comic storytelling because movie writers are like, well you got to give them a happy ending. You can't just beat them over mm. the head with misery. You need to send them home happy. You need to, you know, give them a jumping off point to be like, oh, man, that was really great and satisfying. I'll love to revisit this someday where comic writers are like, no, we got to have these coming out every month. We got to keep them coming back. We need cliffhangers. We need more mm -hmm. exciting and daring twists or they might stop. We are we are a small niche industry competing with movies and video games and podcasts and everything else for people's time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I really do think that's the difference. And I think with Spider-Man, they're like, look, we don't know how to move his life forward in a positive way anymore. We don't know how to, like, give him a company or a new job or a new love interest to make people happy anymore. 
so we can only outrage people. We can only make the fans we have so pissed off in hopes that they'll read it. And you know what? Judging just by the viewership on my videos, I hate to say, but I think that works. It, it absolutely does. Like, you probably can't do it forever. It's certainly not sustainable to be so combative with your own fan base, but people actually do take notice, and they do start paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate that that's, like, just true about human nature. Yeah, yeah, it and is. I, and I ask myself, like, if this, was my, if this wasn't my job, if I was not, you know, like, monetarily tied to this, would I have stopped by now? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a scary thought. I, it's a very scary thought, but yeah, there's there's your Mary Jane news, everyone. Get get ready for jackpot coming soon. A uh, hundred years jackpot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five hundred issues and <laughs> five hundred issues, a movie, a spinoff, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, they should spin Spider Man off of this character. <laughs> they really should, you know. Uh, honestly, at this point, I think that's the only way you could actually get Spider Man to like actually <laughs> yeah. be written in a way people would yeah. like when he's a supporting character in someone else's book. Yeah, 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 or teamed a, with someone. Yeah, <laughs> he's already a fucking supporting character in his own book, and has been for years. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? From that to happier news, uh, we're getting a ton more Superman legacy casting news. We are, yes. Some huge names, both in terms of actors and who they're going to be playing. Uh, perhaps mm-hmm. the biggest one this week was uh, Anthony Carradine, uh, who we all know as NoHo Hank from Barry, has officially been cast as Metamorpho. Oh, it is a perfect casting. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect casting for also a guy who at this point has really cleaned up in the DC universe. He was, uh, Mm -hmm. what is it? He was a hitman in Gotham. He was Victor Zaz in Gotham. That's right. He was Victor Zaz in Gotham. He was the mist on the flash. And Mm -hmm. now he gets to be in the movies as Metamorpho. Yeah. Doing pretty fucking good for himself. I saw one person wrongly report this and say that he was Lex Luthor. And while I'm super stoked he's Metamorpho, I'm actually kind of sad that he's not Luthor. And he plays it just like Doho Hank. (laughs) Yeah, hey, Superman. Hey, you know, we're just having fun over here and stuff, guy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to import sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why you ruin my plans and stuff? You know, I'm going to get the kryptonite bomb and I'm going to set it up. <laughs> yeah, all these meetings with the Legion of Doom take place at a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> perfect it would be beautiful okay you know Salmon Grandi and you know Cheetah and all of you thank you for coming <laughs> please have some bread <laughs> but no seriously he, he's gonna be great either way because he plays so many wonderful weirdos and Metamorpho is a wonderful weirdo oh he's like uh, the weirdest of the weirdest <laughs> And again, this is like this is this is how you fucking know that James Gunn is a goddamn fan. Where it's like, look, you have the entire DC toy box. You can use whoever you want. Metamorpho. Wait, what? Yeah. Really? Before yeah. before any of these other characters, I want Metamorpho. Okay, you can have Metamorpho. I guess. <laughs> gimme, 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 gimme. Uh, but that's not all. Uh, Nathan Fillion, after years worth of fans griping and moaning and wishing that he would join, uh, you know, the DC universe, he is. He's playing Green Lantern, but not the one you thought he'd be playing. Yes, he's not playing Hal Jordan anymore. He played Hal Jordan in an animated movie. Yes, he but, did. But he's not playing him uh, in live action. He's playing Guy Gardner because he's aged out of, of Hal Jordan. <laughs> I, th- I think that's beautifully hilarious that mm-hmm. people fan casted him for years to be Hal Jordan and now he's going to be dickbag guy gardner yeah that i I don't think i need to stress that people were doing this for years decades when he was on serenity people were fan casting him yep 
yep, this is one of the few times where, like, James Gunn was able to make this happen because it's like, oh, my friend and collaborator has been fan cast for years. Well, now I can actually make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I hope they recreate that famous scene where Guy Gardner tries to moon Batman. I hope Billion is fine going full ass out for this role. Oh, I'm sure he is. That's it. You know, that was, from what I understand, that was the auditioning process. You know, you just had to, you know, smash hams, your butt cheeks against a window. <laughs> and they just looked and they're like, ah, yes, you have the ass for this job. And and, and that's how they're going to cast their Batman about how well he punches <laughs> Uh, yeah. Nathan Fillion in the face. And in if you can face. knock him out with one punch, yeah. Exactly. Then you get the role. That's how it works. <laughs> Bold new directions. Uh, KT helping us out in the chat. Reading Spider-Man stories used to be a stress relief. Oh, back to drinking then. Yeah, pretty much, right? Like, And it's another thing that the Miles book is nailing, and I'll talk about that, where they're like, oh, part of the fun of Spider-Man is that he's a regular guy who does stuff that you would do in your regular life. Peter hasn't done that shit in years. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, th- and that really hits me. In the Miles book this week, he went to, like, a food truck fair and just, like, ate a bunch of food with his friends. Yeah, see, that's stuff that fucking Spider-Man should be doing. Yeah, that's stuff that Peter does because, you know, he's an aspirational character and he's a character who is just supposed to be a normal guy doing normal guy mm. shit. Nothing Peter has done in the last several years has been normal guy shit. Oh, you know, my clone has been stalking me and, oh, the woman I love disappeared to another dimension for four years and adopted some children with a evil mathematician who's trying to kill me with Mayan blood magic. And now uh, my boss is, you know, my worst enemy who tried to kill me, but he's actually trying really hard to redeem himself right now and everything. And also I need the job. None of that is relatable. <laughs> it's all comic-y bullshit. Spider-Man has not done anything relatable and I don't even know how long. <laughs> it's nuts, but I digress. Again, we're talking about good shit. Uh, so that's pretty huge that we're getting a Green Lantern and a Metamorpho, but we're also getting E.D. Gathegi as Mr. Terrific and Isabella Mercedes as a Hawk Girl. So, man, we're getting basically the makings of a small Justice League here in this Superman film. And I guess my question to you, Matt, is how involved in the plot do you think they're going to be? Do you think they're going to be like a cutaway joke or do you think they're going to like actually be involved? They're going to be actually involved. I, people keep thinking this is, this is just going to blow out the, the scope of this film, but People need to realize that James Gunn did this in all three of his Guardians film sure with the Ravages. This is true. Absolutely. Yeah, they showed up just enough. Mm-hmm. Just enough. Mm-hmm. Didn't, you know, take over the plot and you were happy to see them. In, in the last two, in the in Guardians 2 and 3, we had the the original Guardians of the Galaxy. That's we had right. you know, Starhawk. Uh, uh, who else? Um, Major Force. Like all these characters, uh, um, mechanics, uh, Martinex. Uh, all these characters who were a part of the original uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They all appeared, but they didn't overtake the plot. They were there to say, "Oh, they're here. They're established people in this universe." This is true. And they could even just be like news segments too, just to mm. let you show like, yeah, this is a living, breathing DC universe. Superman yeah. isn't the only one. Yeah, he, he wasn't the first hero. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Six. Thank you, Chem Dog. Mm. Or, or maybe like they come to Superman because he's the first. And it's like, hey, man, I'm having a lot of problems. Can you help me? <laughs> mm, maybe. That would be pretty fun, too. It's just show that, you know, yeah, Superman's almost already like an elder statesman of the superhero universe because so many people already look up to him and everything. Hmm. And there's a lot of rumor, too, that we're probably going to be seeing some authority people in this movie, too, to help set that up as well. See, I don't think they – I think that was a uh, misdirect for these characters. Oh, yeah, you might be onto something. Yeah. 
that you might very well be on something. Hell, it could be a thing, too, where it's like, look, we're telling you the hero names that we've cast, but they might not even, like, be in their costumes in this. They might just be mm. showing up as part of other stuff. Yeah, it might be just Michael Holt or Rex Mason Adventurer yeah. or, you, you know, uh, all these characters. I wonder what they're going to do with Hawker, whether she's going to be Shaira or Kendra mm, or both. That's true. Or both, because that's the beautiful thing about the Hawks. They can always be both. Mm. Honestly, that would make sense, too, because James Gunn is such a big fan of casting his friends and people he likes to work with anyway in just every part. So <laughs> if you're going to do that, you might as well just make them like B plus second tier characters from the comics because you might yeah. want to use them again in something else. Yeah. In fact, I think that's actually kind of genius, especially, too, because we know that this universe is going to be more shared across video games and cartoons and everything else. So you might as well get great actors attached to them. Exactly. And I, and as well, it's like, the, like a lot of these actors wouldn't just pick the role just because I'm sure they had was given a great pitch by James as well. The, the evil mathematician, which, wait, was that always your name or is that a joke about Dr. Rappin that I just made, says that reading Amazing Spidey is helping me uh, did Recovering Addict Dad. It shows me someone else dealing with someone they hate trying to be better. Well, that's good. I'm glad you got something from that. I really do. Again, it shows that, you know, stories are powerful things and everyone, you know, absorbs stories in different ways because they all speak to different parts of their life. And thank you mm. for supporting the show, Evil Mathematician. You, you, don't see, you don't seem that evil at all. You seem quite <laughs> pleasant, actually. But I guess the pleasant mathematician wouldn't be nearly as good a screen name. <laughs> but yeah, so there's your Superman legacy news. This one is definitely coming along, though. Maybe work on this is going to start drying up, as we'll talk about in a minute, because uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. That's why I think these people were cast as quick as they were, or like like it was released that these people had been cast uh, because of the uh, the impending and now actual uh, actor yes. writer strike. Yeah, well, you know what, shit, we might as well talk about it right now. But yeah, so for those who didn't know, there was a writer's strike going on forever, the biggest one since the last one. And now officially the Screen Actors Guild or SAG-ACTRA has joined the picket line. So now basically all of Hollywood is shut down. Now, this is in fact the first time that actors and writers have striked together since shit the fucking Eisenhower era. 60 years ago, yeah, when when Ronald Reagan was the was the president of the, uh, the wow. SAG Guild, yeah. Holy shit. But yeah, so it's official now, which basically means all of Hollywood is shut down now and release dates for everything is going to be moved. And good on them, because yeah. if you hear what these major streaming CEOs and everything I've been talking about, Ugh. they sound like fucking supervillains. Oh, my God. They talk about like completely out of touch. Fucking Bob Iger yep. saying, oh, it's really disruptive. Like, yeah, no shit. That's what a fucking protest is Strike meant to do. Is. You, you fucking idiot. The, the other major line, too, that we heard from this is like, you know, oh, so the big plan is to wait for contract renewal season. The plan is to just, you know, wait, wait out the fucking writers until they lose their houses and cars until, you know, their children starve. <laughs> it's fucking supervillain shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? These guys are the backbone of your fucking industry. You need them for your shows and movies. Yeah. And, and of course, they don't see it that way. They're like, yeah, we'll fucking get it from somewhere else. We'll fucking, you know, get them from the goddamn internet. We'll get them from AI. We don't give a shit. It's all about keeping our billion dollar goddamn salaries for ourselves. Even like older actors like John Cusack are like lining up now and being like, hey, so you know how I did High Fidelity and like everyone really loved that and I held the friggin' boombox up and everything? You know how much money I made in residuals from maybe my most famous movie ever? Nothing. Mm, the guy, uh, 
who uh, played Zordon played him for one day and then they used the footage of him and his recordings for the rest of the entirety of, and still do for, for Power Rangers and he got paid mm. like $1,000. Yep, screwy accounting, just sheer uncut greed. Yeah, now is definitely the time for a strike. They need to get all their shit in order and I hope they give them exactly what they want and if that means I have to wait for some of my other stuff, I am fine with that because I I like good work. Who who who's who the famous author who said something akin to like, you know, the world is an uncaring hellscape and good art is the only thing that distracts us from it, so all this bad art is just making our hell on earth a little worse. <laughs> it was someone famous. Also, evil mathematician there. Yeah, just got my degree now. Superpowers. Hey, man, good on you. Big thumbs up. Nice. Good stuff. I always like knowing that our audience is out there thriving and doing good shit, as I hope the actors and writers will be out there thriving and doing good shit. And in fact, all of this kind of relates to our next couple stories, because all of this is basically connected. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, so the other big piece of news this week, of course, the thing that everyone was losing their mind about and with good reasons, we finally got more set photos from Deadpool 3, and we finally got to see Hugh Jackman in the classic Wolverine yellow and blue. Yeah, and it looks great. It looks, it looks so good. It's like, why didn't you do this from the start? It looks so good. Yeah. You could have done this the whole time and didn't. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I think we joked on this show before, if they just get Jackman in the classic costume, then that basically justifies creating the movie. <laughs> and they did. And they did. Yeah, yeah. L looks beautifully comic accurate. And I think it had to be because, like, the Deadpool costume is already one of the most comic accurate screen translations, so they better have put him in a good costume. Yeah, and, and as well as this is, this is the MCU, they're, they're pretty good with their accurate costumes. Indeed. Uh, he it, it has sleeves on it where Wolverine is traditionally shown to be sleeveless, but I know Hugh Jackman has a long history with skin cancer mm -hmm. and they seem to be filming outside and in the desert. So that's OK. I'm glad they're choosing to protect their actors. Yeah, I'm fine with it being long, long sleeved. It's fine. Most definitely. The other big reveal coming out of it is, you know, we knew that this was going to be a multiversal movie. We knew that they were going to be doing all sorts of crazy cameos. And one of the crazy cameos is they're getting Jennifer Garner back as Electra. And at first yeah. I'm like, why her? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess she got a spinoff movie, too. I guess yeah, she got a fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So I guess this is where Deadpool 3 is going to live now, where it's like, look, we're going to get all the cameos you haven't gotten already from all the actors and people you probably didn't care about or haven't thought about in forever. Yeah, and uh, and as well, that that's the reason why I'm, I'm very apprehensive about this movie, just because it's going to be this. Yeah. Cameos, it, cameos oh, reference, member berries, and as well, yeah. it was uh, filming. It's not filming anymore because uh, the writers, yeah. uh, the actor strike, but it was filming during the writer's strike. Yes, it was, which honestly, I think this is some pretty fair karma for the people involved in the movie where they're like, oh, we can film the whole movie without writers. It's okay. We're just so good at improv and comedy. You know, we'll just do multiple drafts. We're good. And then the whole thing gets shut down because of the actors joining the strike. And I'm like, well, you kind of fucking had that coming. Maybe the movie will be better now. I, I yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, they legally can't work on it. No, I know. In, they any, in any capacity. So I guess they kind of have to like drop it. And then when, Everything, whenever any everything sorts out, they, they can come back. But yeah, this might end up making the studio decide, oh, we'll use AI or we'll use oh, fuck. 
fucking will cut together something from what we've already got or something. I don't oh, know. Jesus. Yeah. Did, did you did you hear the creator of Black Mirror was fucking around with AI to try and write an episode? Yeah, for the new for the new season. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, okay, you know, let's do the AI episode, you know, let's see, you know, the horrors that it can rot because, you know, we're a tech thriller show and everything. And his big takeaway is that the AI writing was so fucking terrible and so incomprehensible. He's like, well, we can't use any of this. Yeah, it, it was just, uh, it was just, just pulling from like, cause he'd obviously put prompts in for like Black Mirror and everything. Mm. So it was just pulling from like other episodes he'd written. They do do in the new season, cause I watched the entirety of the new season. They do do a, uh, like an AI sort of actor signing their rights over episode which is brilliant mm. as well but then as well it's netflix i'm like how do you make this and be so tone deaf <laughs> on on the subject matter uh the answer is we don't care we did it because we <laughs> thought we could make money again it's it's like the boys being like so critical of you know the evil oversteps of corporate america and you know one company owning everything and basically controlling the entire world and it's like you're amazon right yeah yeah your characters are in in Call of Duty now. I can play as Homelander in Call of yes, Duty now. <laughs> yes, you can. I, I regret to say I've been really into Call of Duty this season. I haven't gotten those <laughs> skins yet, but yes, you can play Starlight Black Dewar in the Homelander. <laughs> and you can also get superpowers too. Those yeah. are like random pickups, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kali Frederick, have you guys seen that Ron Perlman video? Uh, yeah, 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 I have. It's sick as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we should burn down Bobby Iger's house. <laughs> We should. Ron Perlman for president is all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I love Ron Perlman. He's always had the best voice. He's been a constant fixture my entire life. And I love him just saying that there's lots of ways to lose a house, Zaslav. There's a lot of ways to lose a house, Bob. Yeah, Ron Perlman's right. Let's start burning down billionaire's house. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I, I just imagine, man, they got to really do like a great new version of like a Christmas carol where one of these rich CEOs wakes up and goes, oh, no, are you the ghost of Christmas past? Nah, it's just me, Ron Perlman, burning down your house. <laughs> yeah, Slade, freaking Clayface and like a hundred other roles. <laughs> Fuck, he's cool. Ron Perlman. Love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Love that guy. Way, way to be on the right side there, Ron. Yeah. Mm. As an yeah. actor and everything else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Deadpool, again, love the costume. Not sure about the direction. This this reminded me of many conversations we had about uh, Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. where, where a lot of people were like, well, why didn't they have oh, this person, person and that person yeah. in it? And I'm like, would that have made for a better movie? No, you just yeah. wanted to see member berries. And then yeah. people hyped themselves up so much about that, that yes, when did. the movie came out. And it still had pretty awesome cameos and everything in yes, it, it they, they were still disappointed because it didn't have tom cruise iron man or you, you know captain yes. america wasn't back or you know the shit like that yeah they whipped themselves into a fury and then you know only got disappointed this deadpool movie from the outside looking in and i could be totally wrong feels like they're just trying to do that where it's like well let's just give them all the characters who haven't been in other stuff yeah and as well i i also found out recently that sean levy is sean levy is directing it which doesn't again fill me with any more hope because i i don't like that guy's direction uh, it, what stuff he's done? Uh, he made that fucking free guy film with oh. thing, and I think he's done like sh Stranger Things and stuff. It's just movies that feel like, oh, he's not the director. The star of the movie is the mm, director. 
Yeah. I, I didn't hate Free Guy because it came out during the middle of the pandemic, and I'm like, oh, this is a nice distraction and everything. I wouldn't be like, oh, it's my favorite movie. But it was certainly surprising. But yeah, that was definitely the, oh, Ryan Reynolds is walking all yeah. over you and just, yeah. Yeah, I could see why he picked him to, to and let's be honest, Reynolds did pick him to direct Deadpool this, four, yeah. 3. <laughs> Which, you know, hey, you know, Deadpool 2 isn't nearly as good as Deadpool 1 because apparently Reynolds was also fighting with, you know, the John Wick guys over that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, here, here's hoping we don't see that happen all over again because, yeah, I could definitely see Reynolds being like, look, I am the fucking center of this. Yeah, yeah, I do get that from him every now and then. Yeah, I put the Deadpool in Deadpool. I bought a fucking soccer team. I can do whatever I want. I I bought Mint Mobile, a Canadian mobile company, and sold it for like $60 million after being in the commercials, which honestly always felt like a fucking scam. Wait, so you bought this company, appeared in the commercials, and then sold and then it. sold it, with, yeah. Without like letting people know that you actually owned the company? That's pretty fucking devious, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. You fucking devious. I own a gin company that every every movie I'm in sponsors like the Rock's <laughs> fucking energy drink. <laughs> oh yes. Which I have never had, but it looks like it tastes bad. Yeah. But there you go. So Jennifer Garner coming to Deadpool 3. If Jennifer Garner's here, if that's the level of superhero casting they're doing, who who else do you think we're gonna see? What's what's Michael Chiklis been up to? <laughs> Can Michael Chiklis show up? Is he going to get in the makeup one last time? wonder if they'll bring uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil back. wonder if he'll come back. Well, I don't know if he will because Jennifer Garner's in the film. Yeah, true. Is he just so sick of that? And also, is he so sick and done with superhero movies he doesn't <laughs> want to? No, it's Ben Affleck. He shows up, but as Batman. <laughs> hey, that that would me. be fucking something Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool would fucking do as well. Absolutely. Batman, is that you? What? Uh, no, I dared him. Oh, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. Because, <laughs> I mean, look, he made all... The, I mean, look, unless he gives Ben Affleck the ability to rag on his time as Batman in the same way Reynolds ragged on his time as Green Lantern. Mm, mm, yeah. That would be something where he's like, why did I only have to work out the top part of my body? I don't get it. <laughs> his mother, it was his mother's name. What the fuck? <laughs> That's nothing. They, no, they did those mother jokes in the second in the second Deadpool. That's true. They did. They did a bunch of those in that. They really did. But if they like give Affleck the chance to totally cut loose and be like, "I'm a better director than those guys," and I still didn't get to direct. <laughs> How the fuck does that work? <laughs> I I went in. I was a Hollywood darling when that started, and now I got a shitty Phoenix tattoo and rebounded so hard. I'm dating J Lo again. Oh no. <laughs> Which, have you seen her, though? But have you seen her, though? Have you seen how gracefully yeah. she's aged, yeah. though? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I, I get it, Ben. I get it. <laughs> and again, that also says, you know, when your life is in turmoil and shit's fucked up, you know, you go back seeking familiarity and comfort in the past and everything. Yeah, which is why he's doing Dunkin' Donuts commercials. Doing his Dunkin', man. You know, I get my fucking Dunkies, you know? <laughs> No, see, th- that's the Ben Affleck I like. That is the most, like, you know, relatable, relatable yeah. he is. Him emerging from his 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 palatial estate to collect his, yep. his Amazon packages and and Duncan yep. and his Duncan and again to where it's like look I could get someone to do that but do I want to be that level of rich where I send someone to pick up my Amazon and my Duncans No, I'll get up and do it myself <laughs> oh I dropped my Duncan shit Jen I dropped my Duncans <laughs> again <laughs> again. 
Oh, good shit. Uh, but yeah, as we had mentioned, this probably won't matter for a while because Deadpool is going to be stopped because of the SAG-ACTRA strike because everything is going to be stopped because of the strike. Mm, if if anything, like like if this mean if it goes on for as long as I think it will go on, um, mm. uh, it, it obviously means we're not going to be getting new new content, which is 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 good in a way because then you can go back and actually catch up on the content. Yeah. <laughs> that's already out because <laughs> so too- much. Because there's too fucking much in our modern world. I haven't watched Sweet Tooth season two yet. I mm-hmm. haven't watched Severance or After Party. People say those are good, mm, they and are. I'd like to check those out. Yeah, they are. There's a lot of shit I need to check. Warrior is like five seasons back. Season three of that finally returned, and that show kicks ass, and we all need to watch that. Well, we still got. I watched the first two episodes of What We Do in the Shadows this week. Uh, oh, oh, and I so finished. Good. I. So funny. And I fucking uh, finished uh, Superman and Lois for CW. Yeah. How good was that? The last episode, (laughs) man, that was strong. That's also like, oh, you are really campaigning hard for a season four. You really want to come back. Yeah, they they are coming back. But again, there's a strikes. There's a strike. And also apparently, too, wasn't it like to come back? They had to basically jettison everyone who wasn't in the family. Yeah, they they got rid of uh, quite a fair bit of the cast. I think some are staying on for like an episode just to wrap up what's happened to them, especially I think like Sam Lane, because like he's like kidnapped at the end of the last episode. Yes. Yeah. And and they already started writing them off too. like, oh, hey, uh, Natalie, I'm going to go to the DOD uh, Academy and like, you know, friggin' oh, uh, Kyle and uh, Beppo are having a baby, so they can't be around anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sarah's a waitress now. Yeah, it is just a shame they have to do that sort of stuff because, like, I I know people people really fucking hated, like, all the stuff with, like, the Cushings and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great it's, stuff. It's it's the CW stuff, and it's also like this. This is what the show needs to be because not only because, like, we're on a CW budget and we can't have Superman punch stuff all the time, but also because we need to give Superman interesting small town problems that he just can't superman his way out of yeah and you you say it's it's like cw stuff but like it was of such better quality yes it was especially because the bulk of this season was all about older women dealing with cancer and mastectomies Mm. and everything yeah it was so good you know that teens love and that it was like a really in-depth like really respectful really like you know mature take on the subject matter and again superman with a problem that he couldn't punch he just had to deal with it yeah it it really made me think of like how like a show like flash would have dealt with like something like this i I feel like they would have dealt it with where someone like i fucking cecile would have a power that like cured the cancer or something because cecile was the main character of that fucking show Yes, I'm so glad they did that where it's like, look, no, Superman can't Superman his way out of this. He can't use Kryptonian medicine. Mm-hmm. He can't call Batman. He can't dunker in the Lazarus pit. He just has to deal with it. And in doing so, has to come to terms with his own mortality mm-hmm. or lack of mortality. The fact that he will outlive his wife and at least one of his sons. Yeah, yeah. And how fucked up is that? Yeah. To have to think about that. Yeah. That all will be but dust and you will be in the center of the fucking sun as we have seen time and time again. <laughs> also, Luther for the last two episodes too, a radically new version of Luthor. It's pretty cool. He listens Very. to New World Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He listens to fucking metal and he's got a beard. <laughs> and he was wrongly accused, which is interesting to be like, no, Luther actually kind of does have a small point on this one. Yes, he did bad stuff, but he yeah. didn't do the bad thing you said he did. Yeah, there's a reason why he's mad. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that really pisses him off, and that he hung on to and, that for 20 and, goddamn years. And that he's more mad at Lois than he is at Superman. Yeah, wow, that's very interesting, isn't it? That's mm. the total flip the script. Yeah. Also, goddamn, how many times have they done Doomsday on television now? Three times. They just fucking love Doomsday. They can't yeah. just not do Doomsday. I know, I know. <laughs> and it's like, I'd hate it, but like this was actually a pretty cool version of it with Luther killing Bizarro over and over again to get him to turn into Doomsday. Yeah, it still keeps that that core uh, like aspect of Doomsday where he that, that that's literally his origin. He was a, a, a science experiment they would kill over and over again mm -hmm. until it became the Doomsday we know. Shit, I even loved Onomatopoeia in this show and mm. the slow reveal that that was her. Yeah. It was great. They set it up so good because it's like, oh, well, you know, how do you deal with the cancer and your relationships? He's like, oh, mostly I just yell, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, yells married to Mannheim, is, cuts a female figure. That's onomatopoeia. And then I'm like, wait, her name is Pia. Oh, my God, it was in there all along. <laughs> Again, I was like the fucking end of usual suspects where I'm putting it all together. <laughs> and I'm like, was that a good twist and a good reveal? I don't get that in these a lot. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's good shit. Uh, moving on from there, hey, there's gonna be a Suicide Squad anime now. Yeah, and 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 Isake, Isake. Sure, yeah, anime. sure. Why not? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I I mean Harley's basically an anime character at this point anyway, so why not? Yeah, pretty much. Might as well go full boring to it. I mean, I'll fucking watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch. It'll be something. It'll be different. Well, what, what, what was really funny was that, like, obviously, like, we got that like, little trailer about, like, they get sent to, like, another world and everything. It's like, and it made me start to question. It's like, okay, so if, like, say the Suicide Squad in, like, a comic got sent to mm. a different world, would that be counted as an isekai? Mm, good or question. does it have to have a certain, like, because they get sent to, like, it's like, like feudal Japan or something, or like like <laughs> some sort of fantasy. Well, does it have to be a fantasy world? Because we've had stuff like know. that in comics happen before, where they get sent to like a different world or a dimension and something. Is that counted that as an isekai? Yeah, yeah. That, though that's definitely an isekai. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't think about that until you said it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm nearly as well versed on anime, but yeah, that's a uh, that's one to chew on. Yeah. But yeah, hey, you know, more more comic book superheroes in other genres. I'm always cool with that. Yeah, Ruffrey asking, uh, does animation count for writers or actor strike? I think the voice actors do. Yes, and I do believe animators are in a different, mm. different, uh, uh, what, what is it, different freaking union. Though I think a lot of them were saying, like, actually, we should strike too. Yeah. You know who should strike? Fucking VS, VFX artists. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they, by the sounds of it, they're some of the most abused and underappreciated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're running the goddamn industry because everything is like a major tentpole based on like a fantasy sci-fi mm -hmm. or a video game or a comic book where you need these artists to help bring shit to life or else it would just be nothing. Yeah, or you could just be like fucking Marvel Studios and do that fucking AI intro to secret invasion oh yeah and for yeah. some fucking reason everything could look like that yeah look horrible <laughs> yeah we talked about that in another episode but how disappointing because like your goddamn disney isn't art and animation your thing shouldn't you <laughs> yeah. have people who should be able to do this we know you can the she hulk show had beautiful yeah. goddamn artwork uh goddamn mandalorian has beautiful fucking yeah. artwork 
yeah, we know you can do it. Why did you do? I understand, like, I get the the reasoning behind it. You know, AI made to look like us, but not really. Kind of like the scrolls. Yeah, but but completely tone deaf. Man. Completely tone deaf. Absolutely, especially now when there's a strike going mm-hmm. on. Kali Frederick, is that one Jace Fox Bat- uh, Batman book still going? No, I don't think so. I think it's been over for a bit. I don't know how they ended it. I kept meaning to go back and check it because I love Jace Fox in theory, but oh boy, did they mishandle the fucking rollout of that. It's because they, they I think it was like John Ridley just wanted it to be separate from yeah. everything because it, it it barely crossed over with anything. It, uh, Joshua Williamson tried to get it like to with fit Dark in Crisis. with Dark Crisis and him being involved because he wanted the the new Trinity, but it yeah, it just didn't work. That it's a real shame because you know when they did those future state books and you actually got to see Jace in the future fighting uh what is it the goddamn peacekeepers and everything I'm like oh this is cool there's actually something here mm, mm. that was one of the better stories and it's like they should have just continued this honestly yeah yeah yeah. Uh, now, moving on to some new Marvel series we got coming down the pipeline. Uh, Lansing and Kelly obviously are wrapping up their time on Captain America very soon, which is sad because I think this has been one of the best eras for Cap in a long time. It really but has. Fret, but fret not because they're coming back with a brand new Thunderbolt series with Bucky and a team that looks very similar to the one from the new movie. Yeah, they, they're getting right into it because I think they're also writing the new Thor Oh, I thought uh, I thought Al Ewing was doing a Mortal Thor. <laughs> yes, no, you're right, you're right. Yes, you're right. But yeah, they're getting right into it. I'm like, oh, that's good. They're basically saying, yeah, the story will continue over here. And I'm like, good, because I could tell you had way more left in the tank, and it feels <laughs> like you got cut short because of Michael J. Straczynski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm happy to see it going. I'm happy to see all these characters who don't get a lot of spotlight, like Red Guardian, like White Widow. Yeah, they haven't had a book, uh, or they haven't been in a book. I think since, uh, or they've been, they were in parts of uh, Aaron's Avengers, and then they had like a Winter Guardian book, like a couple of years back, and and yeah. just disappeared again. Yeah, it's been a it's been a very long time, and I'm definitely interested to see where this is going to go because, as we know from reading that Captain America book, oh boy, are they really good at doing freaking you know stories about spies and espionage and like dirty backroom dealings and everything. Yeah, it's it's all good stuff. It feels like no Thunderbolts book has really lasted for a while. No, well, yeah, no. Well, that, that was just recently that 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 one that spun out of Devil's Reign that didn't last so long, did it? No, that was a mini. Yeah, yeah. I I think they wanted that to spin off into an actual. I'm sure into they a did. main book, but it probably I know, it didn't sell well or something. I guess we also get to pick up with John Walker again, see what he's doing because yes. he's on the team. So we'll get to see John Walker and Red Guardian bounce off each other. Uh, Elaine's character from the movies is in it, Contessa, whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know what she's been doing in comics. I don't think she's been doing anything for a while. Yeah. Uh, Sharon is on the team as Destroyer, which is good because they literally just make her Destroyer in the last couple issues of Captain America. And I'm like, well, where the fuck is this going? Yep. That's good. And also Shang-Chi's on this team for some reason, but I'm not complaining. I like Shang-Chi. Okay. Wasn't he part of that? What was that book called? I don't know. It's It's probably been done for a while, but it was like... Oh, all the all Asian, the, heroes, all the Asian heroes. What was that one called? Uh, Agents of Atlas. Yeah, yeah. It was, was Agents of something. Was he on that one? Because I know I it was. It was yes. like it was like Amadeus Cho. I think Silk appeared a little bit. Yes, I believe she did. In fact, Silk has a book going on right now. 
Nice. Yeah, good for her. I'm glad Silk uh, keeps coming back every so often. But yeah, hey, I'm down with more Shang-Chi. In fact, I, I got to go and finish that Jean Lu and Yang Shang-Chi series that was so goddamn good, probably by the yeah. time the new movie comes out again. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, does he still have the Ten Rings? Because they gave him them in the series because of the synergy That's right, sort of thing. The movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he does. I haven't seen it. Actually, no, wait, no, he doesn't because uh, friggin' Riri has them now. Well, no, didn't they, didn't they like... Ch- they had, there's like the ten rings, but then isn't didn't he get like something that was like similar to the movie ones, like the the, mm. the big rings that go on his arms? Well, I swear I, I saw like something in the comics with that. I, I I didn't finish the series, so I guess we'll see. I'll I'll read it and then get back to you on that one. <laughs> that sounds like one of those things that I'm gonna need to do. Uh, now I guess the biggest story from this week and our last uh, segment here for news. Oh, I, I was putting it off because I didn't fucking want to talk about it, but you know I saved it for last because this will actually dovetail into us talking about the funeral issue. Uh, it was announced this week that Miss Marvel will be reborn as a mutant in a brand new series called Miss Marvel the fir- or a Miss Marvel the mutant or the first mutant the, the new mutant or something yeah the, the the new mutant which i will admit is actually a pretty clever old title the the new mutant that's actually pretty smart but yes it's going to be a brand new series she's keeping her stretchy powers but she will be a mutant. And the other big fascinating thing about this is that it's actually going to be co-written by the Kamala Khan actors from the movies and TV shows in Minvalena. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I find this, I, I, I couldn't stop laughing when I saw this announcement, which because like, she it, literally, it like she joke. literally had her funeral book. This, this issue, this, this, this week. week, this week, <laughs> they, they, I, I she, she's not theory. even like, Old in the in the ground yet. No. <laughs> and they're like, oh, she's coming back. <laughs> I say it in my video review this week. I'm like, you motherfuckers, you killed her in a gross, disrespectful way, and then you couldn't even let her rest for a fucking second. <laughs> you heartless, gutless dogs, you. And it gets even worse, too, because the funeral issue came out, and then, like, a couple days later, they had a special, like, internet-exclusive epilogue, mm-hmm. which didn't even put in the book, yep. which means they're like, oh, so you couldn't even fucking wait. You couldn't even put it in the book. You're just like, nah, we're doing it now. Yeah, uh, well, I reckon that, that that prologue was, like, a quick sort of, like, right. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah just, like, add something else just to sort of, like, bridge the gap here. <laughs> Oh, it certainly was, because like the the funeral issue itself like ends on like uh, like we'll again. We'll fucking uh, talk uh, about that. We'll fucking talk yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like it ends on kind of like okay, you know that was that was what it was, and then they're like, nah. Then Cyclops shows up and says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna resurrect her because I can. <laughs> Can't stop me. <laughs> I'm Cyclops. I do what I want." Now, Iman did did uh like as, when it was announced, she did assure everyone that like. Kamala is still an inhuman. She's still an inhuman. She's just being reborn via the Krakoa birthing eggs. Because that can right. happen now because humans and I assume yes. uh, inhumans can also be be uh, reborn by that. Yeah. Well, yes. As we saw with Captain America, mm-hmm. he was resurrected, but he's still very much human. Though they, they didn't show yet if he could go through a Krakoan portal or not. That would be pretty interesting if he could. Yeah. And I'm, I, 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 am, uh, I am still fully 100% uh, behind he's now some sort of fucking Krakoan deep state Manchurian Sleeper candidate. agent. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't know it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm really conflicted on this. On one hand, you know, killing her was a terrible idea. It was gross. It didn't serve the story. It made a bad Spider-Man story even worse somehow, if that was mm-hmm. even fucking possible. Mm-hmm. 
the funeral issue, at least they got G. Willow Wilson back. At least they got Mark Wayne solid in a bit. People who liked the character and worked on the character and gave her, you know, a deserved, heartfelt, respective send-off. Only for Marvel to undercut it and go, nah, fuck it, we're bringing her back as a mutant, which is what you all thought anyway. Which, honestly, I wonder if that was Marvel's original idea or if so many people complaining that they might do it is what inspired them to do it. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, Miss Marvel was originally meant to be a uh, a mutant. and they, they say that, and I've searched this around. One of the co-creators say, said that at one point, but I've never gotten like a full-on confirmation. I can that fully that believe it be. just because, and, and then they changed her to Inhumans because right when she was debuting is when they were starting the to push, thing. was the big Inhuman push because the movie and then the TV series mm. and stuff was starting. So I can absolutely see that they needed that new young Inhuman character to try and, you know, be a linchpin for it. And as I've said time and time again, I actually think a key to Kamala Khan's success was being an inhuman because they do all sorts of new young mutants, especially young mm -hmm. female mutants. Yeah, they just get lost. They just pride. get lost in the in, in yeah. the shuffle, yeah. They get lost in the shuffle. There's like a whole graveyard full of characters no one uses and remembers anymore. Miss Marvel totally could have been that. But the fact that she's an inhuman meant she got to be one of the best inhumans right out of the mm -hmm. gate. She got to be mm -hmm. a big fish in a small pond. I don't think a lot of people agree with me in this sentiment, but it's definitely one that I have espoused to anyone who will listen to me. Again, I don't think turning her into a mutant or resurrecting her via the Krakoan resurrection protocols ruins her, but it just feels kind of wrong. It feels like the bad kind of multimedia where it's like, how about you just write a good story with her? How about you just give her another fucking book? Do you need mm. all this goddamn gimmickry? Do you need all of this? And as far as uh, the, the actress in been writing, I know she's a fan. I've listened to her in interviews. She gets hung up on shit the way that only a fucking fan can get hung up on shit. <laughs> I, I, I know one of my own when I see it, and she's definitely one of our own. <laughs> Which, when you're writing a character like this, is a blessing and a curse. She's not writing the whole thing. She's co-writing it because, of course, she has to co-write the whole thing. She is a hot, up-and-coming young actress. She's going to be too busy reading scripts and auditioning to actually write a monthly comic. I don't know how that's going to work for the series. If she is going to pitch ideas and then another writer is going to actually like make it work and that she's just going to go around and you know mm. talk it up on all the interviews and podcasts and stuff you do as a celebrity, which in and of itself is also not a terrible idea because she again loves the character loves comics if she just wants to be an ambassador for miss marvel mm. maybe she'll get more people to read the fucking book i don't know i would like that but again it just it all just feels wrong and feels yucky doesn't it yeah it was it, again it's because it's happening the week after she yeah they could died. they fucking they buried could, her <laughs> they couldn't let her rest in peace also since well, it wasn't the, even the, the week after it was like the day days. after the day after the book came out i think hours yep. probably yeah <laughs> couldn't let her rest for a fucking second and i don't know why maybe they felt they needed to do this to drum up interest in the new movie i am uncertain when does that new movie come out next month uh november november okay see why did i think it was a summer movie but it's november probably should have been a summer movie but maybe not this summer because it seems like everything is having a rough time this summer unless you're <laughs> unless your guardians are spider-verse everyone's having a fucking hard time mm, yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will say the costume, the new costume actually looks pretty good. It, it keeps is. the red, it keeps the red sash. It keeps, you know, her little Thunderbolt logo, you know, honoring, you know, Captain Marvel. And, you know, she's got little X's on her hands and everything. The costume looks pretty good. The it name, does. the name is pretty clever. 
Yes. It could be it could be so much worse. Yes, I'm going to pick it up. Yes, I'm glad she's getting a new series, but just mm, everything to get there just hurts. Like this is a hard pill to swallow across the board. <laughs> I think it would be also I don't think they're going to do this cuz this is a bit bit too like like forward thinking and probably a bit too creative, but I think this would have would be like a great opportunity to bring back the Inhumans. Uh, yes. in a way where they they come back they, they like they find out she died and that the mutants brought her back and mm. they're not too happy about that that could be something and also th- there's been other characters too who have kind of been like uh mutant inhuman like crossbreeds like you know when a mutant went through terragenesis like what is it uh like crystal uh what was it was it her or her kid like they've mm. told stories like this before mm, yes where like usually it doesn't work out and usually bad stuff happens, so maybe that's like a ticking clock. Where it's like Cyclops, you you played God on this one, man. We are not meant to cross the streams on these things because remember before Terrigen Mist was like actually toxic to mutants and it, it was, was. going to kill them. It was that that was the one of the whole cruxes of the X Men versus Inhumans. Yes, which I think a lot of people have forgotten by now. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be hilarious that bringing back Miss Marvel like destroys the five and destroys the mutant resurrection protocols <laughs> and they can't do it anymore? And they're like, oh, we got way too fucking addicted to this and way yeah. too used to this. Too used to it, yep. <laughs> now we've lost our power. Well, geez, Cyclops, I hope it was worth it. Which or, honestly for him, he'd be like, yeah, it was. Or the inhuman, like like because they bring her back the like the DNA because they obviously have to have her DNA in like the 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 Krakoa hatchery thing it, it like poisons the well so to say Lovely. so to speak and like in, x-men start getting born with like inhuman powers or something or in, inhuman dna or something i mean i wouldn't put it past the x-men writers at this point they're like look we do every crazy unexpected thing so why don't we do this yeah and then charles gets angry because they're not they're not real mutants and ends yeah. up turning into like a magneto like fucking dictator yeah yeah starts showing his own racism there because like here's the thing they'll eventually have to blow up the mutant resurrection protocols they can't have the mutants cheat it's coming it's coming it's it has to be coming yeah the fact if this was like part of the fall of krakoa again i would take my half and be like "Mm, you know what you made lemonade out of lemons that's Mm -hmm. actually pretty clever and that also means that kamala will have to carry that around with her for the rest of her life where it's like ooh, i cheated death and in doing so brought down the mutant empire (laughs) oops sorry guys but but maybe that might have been a good thing because they were getting you know extending their hand a bit too much or but but still they're they're like friends and yeah mm. oh it, it's a bit too creative it's too creative joel <laughs> there's there's something there and again cyclops would be like no it had to happen i'm glad it happened this yeah. way you know that we burn our empire to save you because you know you're young in the future and everything we we had our chance we had our day and we let power corrupt us because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's kind of where fucking cyclops is going is, anyway yeah. in the books right now yeah. he's like i'm so sick of the council shit i'm so sick of Krakoa. Mm. i wish we could just live in new york again and fight crime like we used to exactly yeah, do, do we want to talk about that funeral book in more depth there? the it, It's three stories, one by Wilson, one by Wade, and one by Salden Amid. I think the first one is the best one because it's literally just G. Willow Wilson taking a trip down memory lane and, like, here's all the characters that you remember. Yeah, yeah. That was the one where, where Captain Marvel yes. turns up. Yeah, I know people got quite upset about that because Captain Marvel was wearing a hijab. Yeah, which, yeah, I mean, I'm like, you're yeah, going she, into, you're a, going mosque, into a mosque. Yeah. <laughs> 
she's being fucking respectful of their cultures. Goddamn, uh, Wolverine wears entirely traditional Muslim garb, yeah. and Kamala's <laughs> parents even say his uh, salam is very good. Yeah, Iron Man takes off his shoes when yeah. he goes in. Though Captain America does not, interestingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> Jesus, Steve, I know you're going through a rough patch right now with Bucky and everything, but come on, man. Though though he does admit that him saying a few words here might be a little inappropriate because he's literally draped an American flag and traditionally Americans in New York have treated mosques pretty shittily over mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. At least he asked, like, look, can I come in and say, so like, I'll be quick, man. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just dip in and out. <laughs> <laughs> just got to give a few words uh spider-man shows up fucking late because of course he does that was like like when i when i saw that oh my god i couldn't believe they did that i would have thought like okay spider-man he's going to be there the whole time he's going to be you know because this is this is this was why she died you know in his book oh no he just he he just turns up late because he couldn't get to jersey in time and it's like i know that's like a spider-man thing you know he's he's always running late but god damn it (laughs) God damn. It's, it, it's also just like such a total like lazy sidestepping, ironically, of responsibility, the thing that Spider-Man is mm-hmm. supposed to be all about. Where it's like, oh, what am I going to say to her parents? I can't say I knew her as a hero. I can't say that, you know, she was like my intern and everything. What am I going to say? Oh, she was my hero. End story. Yeah. Because we yeah. can't actually get into any of that. Because if we did in any realistic world, the parents would be like, what the fuck are you talking about, weird man who showed up late? Yeah realistically he should have pulled them aside and actually told them who he is and 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 everything and yeah yes that's what what spider-man should have done that's the responsible thing to do it is and like i get what they were saying and like the whole drama for the friends is they're like no we need to protect her identity and death and it's really hard because we're sad and also because her superhero life and her family life are colliding together right now with all these different people and also like if her fucking parents were smart and her parents aren't stupid in the book they probably should have been able to put it together where it's like oh all these superheroes keep showing up at our daughter's funeral then again they also get around it by being like oh well this wasn't just for kamala this was for a bunch of other people in the community who died or were hurt in the rabbit attack so that's their way of kind of sidestepping it which i'll admit pretty clever way to sidestep mm. the problem but mm, you could have done more with it yeah yeah you could have done more with it but you didn't the champion story is kind of weird because as i said before the zub years are better than the mark wade years and mark wade takes a weird chance to make it all about amadeus show and viv where it's like wow yeah. guys really yeah it was really weird it's a sad day and you make it all about yourself and the fact that Viv hasn't properly, you know, grieved for the death of her mother and brother from that Tom King story. And I'm like, man, that's old shit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's quite old now. That's old shit, man. Come on, live in the fucking moment. And also Wade reminding us like, well, you know, when I wrote the book, Amadeus Show and Viv were a couple. I'm like, man, I already forgot about that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It really should have been from the perspective of, uh, what is it, Miles and Nova, because they started the team together. It really should have been about them. Yep. It should have been about them talking about, I don't know why Amadeus Cho and Viv hijacked that story the way they did. Yeah, and and even, like, like, why were no one humans included in this? I know they're marginally separate from her, but, like, still, she was one of them. She had interactions the with important. them all them. So, like, why did they, why did they not even show up? Yeah, come on. I mean, well, who's even still alive from the Inhumans right now? Pretty sure all of them. I, I, I mean, Black Bolt is definitely alive because he's in uh, Ultimate Invasion. Ah, that's right. He is. Yeah, he should definitely have shown up. Yeah. 
yeah, come on, you know, royal family showing up and everything. Yeah, 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 or at least like Lockjaw or someone. Oh yeah, that's right, because she had such a great relationship yeah. with Lockjaw. Yeah, I mean, she had one team up with Wolverine, and Wolverine showed up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She hung out with Lockjaw for fucking ever. Mm. Yeah, Lockjaw should definitely have been there. Yeah. Oh my god, and you would have a sad dog moment. Hmm. Solid and made by far gets the most thankless job where it's like, okay, now you have to honor her time in the Avengers. But I didn't write that, and she was only in the Avengers for like two volumes. Yeah, yeah. well, tough shit. Yeah, tough. Tough shit. Make it work, motherfucker. And he kind of does because he remembers like, oh, yeah, when I was writing Magnificent Ms. Marvel, I had Doctor Strange and Iron Man be characters because we tried to, like, save her father from a disease, and they mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. And they have a conversation they always have at superhero funerals where it's like, well, what if we use magic, though? Can we magic our way out of this situation? <laughs> and Strange is like, why do people always fucking ask me this at every funeral? The answer is always no. No one, if I did, it would be a pet cemetery situation. <laughs> so I'm not going to. But yeah, I mean, the funeral issue, much better than it had any right to be. At least they got people who gave a shit to contribute. But oh boy, just the decisions that Marvel made later really fucking undercut the whole thing. Yeah. That's my thing there. It's like, this is a story that could have been pretty good, but was ultimately undercut to where now it's just fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. Huh. Man, it must have been so weird for G. Will Wills to be like, hey, you coming back to write this funeral issue for the character that you helped launch and made, you know, this big fixture of the Marvel Universe that got adapted into games and movies and TV and everything. Yeah, okay, I'll come back for this funeral issue. All right, back to DC now to write my Poison Ivy series that keeps getting extended. <laughs> Man, Marvel really dropped the fucking ball on her, letting her get away the they way did. she did. They really did. Like, this lady tapped into, like, actual pop culture beyond comics, and Marvel's like, nah, we got nothing for you. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah. She had that short-lived, like, what was it, A-Force book, the all-female Avenger team yep. that went nowhere. She, she was off that book, like, in the first three issues. She didn't even stick around. Yeah, she was. And then nothing. And I'm like, that's a really missed opportunity. Did you at least try and get her to write Captain Marvel? Did you at least offer that book to her? Because, <laughs> like, that seems like the obvious layup, right? Where it's like, just let her write fucking Carol then. Yeah, yeah. It, it made sense, but yeah, no. But they didn't. I, if I ever meet her, I would love to talk about behind the scenes where it's like, so they really didn't try and keep you, huh? <laughs> After all the hard work you put in. Nah, nah. <laughs> but yeah, that was Fallen Friend, The Death of Miss Marvel, but not really issue number one. Yeah, yeah. Check back next month when she's back, I guess. Again. <laughs> I mean, you know, we make jokes about how death in comics is so fucking meaningless because everyone comes back the next month. But I swear the time in between actual deaths only gets longer now or shorter, I should say. Well, I, this has to be like the shortest. It's got to be. It's right yeah. up there for sure. Yeah. Unless you're unless you're Alfred, in which case you weirdly stay dead for a very long time. You weirdly stay dead, but everyone tries to find a way to write to him bring back you in. back. Yeah, whether it be like you know sleep demons or like or you know flashbacks. other dimensions. Yeah, flashbacks. They all. Yeah, it's really weird that. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants Alfred except for DC editorial, who apparently does not want it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's super fucking weird. Uh, what else did you have this week, Matt? Uh, I had Superman Lost Issue 5. Oh, yeah. Is this the finale or is this the penultimate issue? <laughs> this is the midpoint. <laughs> oh, she, oh, it's a 12 issue, not a 6 issue. The, yeah, yeah. This is, oh, it's a 10 issue. 
Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Priest continues to do amazing things with his Superman who's stuck on the other side of the galaxy. Uh, we spend a bit more time with Clark uh, once he's back on Earth after spending 20 years on the other side of the galaxy. And he's he, he he's he's an alien, like literally, like he, he doesn't know what he's meant to be doing. Like he's gone back to work and he's just like sitting at his desk, like silent, like still just sitting there, not not understanding like who any of these people are to him anymore because he spent more time out in space than with most of these people. Right. Uh, so he's trying to figure that out. Lois is also uh, talking with Wonder Woman to get the lasso of truth to use it to help Clark and help him right. like open his mind up again to what he was. Uh, we then cut back to the past and he, he's now spent eight years on this planet called Kansas. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Planet yeah, Kansas. You were yeah, telling he, me. He's built like a, a replica of the Kent farm up on like <laughs> this uh, this farm. He's living there with uh, a boy co called Jimmy and uh, <laughs> the, the Green Lantern he, he met, whose name was Hope. Uh, and we learn a little bit more about her this issue and we learn that she is a green lantern but she isn't she had a similar sort of origin to like howl where like a lantern crashed near her and gave her a ring but mm. but but the lantern died before telling her what what it was so she has oh, no. no no idea what it was and not only that she she was stuck in this particular part of the galaxy so the ring is like cut off from the lantern core it, yeah and he has a map of like the surrounding area they're in so they have no idea what's going on and she has no idea what the lantern ring is so she's been sort of isolated like clark is uh away from everyone um, but Clark wants to help her and, you know, help her, you know, get home and everything. But she sees this this planet they're on now, Kansas, as more of her home than her original home. So so there's a nice little, uh, like, dichotomy there with Clark in the present and her in the past. And them both viewing each the opposite of what they are in at the moment. But the, mm. the, 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 the most insane thing happens at the end where we take a real twist where, like, because obviously Clark is, is going to be on here for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and they've hinted at it in, in previews, but they hint at maybe he gets into a relationship with this woman. Yes, I saw the yeah. panels from this. Yeah, and uh, she, 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 you know, starts, you know, throwing out hints there and there, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but here's where the the twist happens, where Jimmy finds a way to send Clark home through like a temporal rift, and uh, Hope finds out about that, and she murders Jimmy because she doesn't want Clark to leave the planet because she's finally met someone who uh, is like can keep up with her in terms of like power and everything. And, uh, and, and she, she quite likes Clark. So she's a bit obsessive with him. So she, <laughs> she murders Jimmy and destroys the data before Clark oh, can no. find out about it. And yeah, she's going to like keep Clark for herself more or less. Well, that's a hell of a twist. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I did not think it was going to be going there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. This is a shockingly dark twist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You went to a dark place, Christopher Priest. Are you all right? <laughs> uh, evil mathematician again helping us out in the chat. Crap, I miss A-Force. That was a great book. Yeah, it was a great was premise cool. when it started. In fact, why didn't the A-Force team show up at Miss Marvel's funeral? Why didn't a lot of people show up? 
like wasn't there a space god that Wilson invented in that book, like a like a star child who the A Force had to help, and then Kamala met her later when they retconned her powers to be like, well, it's not just stretching that you can do; it's more like you borrow mass from the future. Your powers have like a chronal time travel component. Oh yeah, I remember that. Jeez, that that was like in the last couple issues of like yeah. the G. Wilson series, where it's like, okay, she's got a foot out the door by this point. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that was actually a really great story where she was, like, fighting Shocker, and Shocker's like, I could be yeah. your arch nemesis. Yeah. And Kamala's like, I don't need an arch nemesis. I have real problems. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's a great goddamn line. Put that on a shirt. I don't need an arch nemesis. I have regular people problems. <laughs> uh, good, good stuff. Uh, I guess you talked about a DC book. I'll talk about one, too. I had Night Terrors number one which is really confusing because I had Night Terror's First Blood number one last week, which wasn't really Night Terror's number one. No. Also, not to be confused with the free comic book day issue, which was also not Night Terror's number one. <laughs> yeah, but called Night Terror's number one, yeah. Yeah, First Blood was like, okay, we just got to like set up who this new villain is. And then mm -hmm. this this issue uh, is, is told entirely from... Uh, dead man's point of view and it's like yes. the, the the picks up from the ending of that where where insomnia the new villain uh is is like hunting batman who who was yep. who was not actually batman it's just dead man possessing the sleeping batman yep trying to keep him going which man there, there's probably some commentary there about the comic industry where it's like how how can we possibly tell a dead man story in the year 2023 that people would like to buy oh maybe if he's in batman's body I, and joshua williamson's I, like you're fucking on i i said that in my review is it's a sly way to like make this book all about dead man but like still have still be able to like promote batman on like the covers and stuff and yeah. say like oh no he's in the book he's like the main character it, he's just not you know there dead man's mm -hmm. controlling and boston brand is inside of him <laughs> we uh we also technically learn insomnia's origin not all of it they're kind of breadcrumbing us with it which i appreciate because mm -hmm. usually you don't get that with big event villains yeah they tie it back to lazarus uh planet yes which i was not expect not only to mm. lazarus planet i know the story they referenced it was that yeah. uh, tim seeley huntress story yes where where the they, rain falls through broken she, she, windows she was undercover in uh in arkham tower yeah, in the hospital, and then the rain starts falling through a window, and they're like, oh, yeah. no, who could that have hit? Meh, I'm sure it won't be a problem. <laughs> but, yeah, it hit some dude who was in a coma, and we knew he was from Gotham because of that Batman book where he let it slip. Yeah, apparently he was in Arkham Tower, some guy in a coma who gained the power to Freddy Krueger walk into people's dreams. Mm, yeah, and, 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 he, and not just that, he also sees heroes as, like, his nightmares. Yes, which we don't know why yet, but I'm sure we'll figure out at some point. And now he wants the Nightmare Stone because reasons. Yeah, we learn a little bit more about the Nightmare Stone as well, about how uh, Dr. Destiny created it by killing uh, Wesley Dodds and sacrificing yes. him to create this stone along with his dream stone. Yes, meaning that it's the only case that Wesley Dodd the Sad Man didn't solve. Yeah, his own death. Yes, which of course makes it all the better when Dead Man's like, well, fuck, the entire world is asleep except for robots and magical heroes who are able to keep themselves awake via that means. I, I need help. Who am I going to get? Oh, I'll use this Lazarus juice in Batman's belt to bring back the fucking original Sandman <laughs> to help me out. And I'm like, oh, the Sandman will save us from insomnia. It's pretty fucking okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, oh, only the Sandman can save us from insomnia. I like that a lot. And the fact that Wesley Dodd's like super cool with 
being brought back as a zombie. He's like, well, I guess we've got work to do. Time to pound the pavement, good chum. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, it's moments like this where you got to take your hat off to Joshua Williamson. It's like, you did it, man. You fucking tricked them into doing yeah. the whole event about yeah. dead man and yeah. Sandman. Yeah, you, you tricked them. You made them think that Batman is actually the main character in this, but it's not. It's, it's dead man and, and fucking Sandman. <laughs> you tricked him good. And it's like, man, I bet at some point Night Terrors was probably supposed to be more in line with Infinite Frontier and mm-hmm. Justice League uh, Incarnate, where it's like, look, it's just a little side series where I shine the spotlight on characters who don't normally get it. And probably some genius at DC is like, yeah, but can, can it be an event, though? And yeah. Williamson's like. I mean, if I can write it, I guess it can be an event. Can it be an event? And can we have like five, six tie-ins a week? I mean, that's not really up to me, but I mean, if you want to make it happen, I guess you can. Sold. (laughs) Can we make a punchline tie-in and a Joker tie-in and tie-ins that make you go, what? Who is this for? Yeah. Hey, that Joker tie-in was pretty good. From what I understand, I didn't read it, but I heard it was okay. Joker got a job at at Wayne. Like his his worst nightmare is he he gets a day job. Being normal. Batman trips on a rooftop and kills himself. And so he (laughs) he he has no like narch nemesis. So he gets a job at at Wayne Enterprises and tanks the company and the IRS come after them. (laughs) Makes makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm slowly warming up to Night Terrors. I was slow to mm. warm up to it. I, I'm not going to be reading a ton of the tie-ins. And I can, again, judging solely just from the numbers on my channel, a lot of other people are slow to pick it up too because mm-hmm. all of those tie-ins and taking yes. over everything at the company yes. did not sit well with people, especially now you know, in a summer like this where the cost of living increase is out of fucking control, people are like, I can't, I can't afford an event right now, DC. I really cannot. No, yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you. Yeah. The, just the amount of tie-ins, is just ridiculous, uh, for, for the time we're in and, and as well as like the, like which of these tie-ins is going to really end up mattering in the end. Very few, I imagine. And also struck at a pretty bad time, too, where people are like, no, we're liking Dawn of DC. We're liking all of the books that are mm. going on right mm. now. Why did you stop them dead? <laughs> exactly. Well, again, like it's like the Green Lantern one. It's it, like issue two, end of issue two is like, and now we're going to stop this story until September. Mm-hmm. And and we're gonna go right into uh, the night terror stuff. That being said, like I read all of the all the tie-ins for last issue. I haven't read all the ones for this issue this week, but um, uh, they've been they're they're like pretty good. They're all pretty decent. Well, that's good. Uh, my last two were Spider-Man related, but I'll let you uh take the next round. Ooh, what did I have? What did I have? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll still talk about night terrors because I had I had night terrors. Uh, Flash. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. We we agreed that we would probably only uh, cover the books that we were reading anyway. Mm. How how does this feel going from the main Flash book to this tie-in? Is it an easy transition or was it jarring? It was easy, just because like Flash is kind of on a hiatus until new number one starts in September. Ah, right. Um. So this one picks up with uh Barry doing his crime scene stuff, uh, and he gets a call from Iris that something has happened to uh, Wally. And we learn that something is that he got stabbed by the Spear of Destiny. Uh, That's bad. Him him and Jay were, like, uh, trying to take down Gorilla Grodd, and uh, Gorilla Grodd had the Spear of Destiny, and Jay broke his leg, and uh, Wally got stabbed, and now, now he's in, like, ICU and they can't fix the wound because it's the fucking spear of destiny. 
Yeah, that's it's a little hard. You can't just band-aid that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Wally gets really upset, ends up going to Iron Heights and almost beating Grodd to death. Uh, which is really cool because he almost he, he like almost doesn't do it but then Grodd starts like goading him so he just phases through the wall and just like beats him half to death with like super speed punches yeah it, it's pretty cool um but yeah all the heroes like Dr. Fade are trying to help like Wally and everything and if it's not evidenced already this is all a nightmare mm. this is all all one of his nightmares uh so he goes to the Justice League Watchtower to like sort out like some stuff uh like maybe like this is something to do with the time stream and if mm. this is like a villain in the speed force it's bad news and everything goes to, goes to the watchtower ends up getting attacked by hal jordan but not the hal we know this is the hal that died during final night oh, the, the parallax shit. hal who ends up like i think it was the sun eater ends yes. up like sacrificing himself to the sun eater so like this hell is like like horribly burned and everything and he's like trying to convince uh him to like go back in time and to like fix it so they fix up the uh cosmic treadmill and, mm. and they they run back in time to try and fix uh wally getting stabbed and and it's one of those things where it's like no matter how many times he tries it it doesn't work it, it doesn't work and that's like that's like his nightmare that he'll he won't be able to like stop something terrible from happening even if he could go back in time and try and stop it never stops it never mm. stops happening and yeah that that's where the issue ends and again all of these tie-ins are two issues right so, so so next issue we get to find out like what the uh like the the villain is because each of these heroes get their own like villain so yes. like there's like a superman one. the batman one is like that fucking weird bat with like a gun Chainsaw for a head man, gun head batman yeah yeah they all get it and and barry's is like this like wall of viscera that runs through the speed force it looks hmm. like it's really really strange what it looks like but yeah i uh, i'm sure we'll get to figure out what that is next issue uh, another small gripe i have with night terrors is they're selling it as like a big horror event and yet i've not actually seen anything scary in these books the uh, what was the the one um the poison ivy one was it, it, it wasn't wasn't like horror scary it was like unsettling because it was like mm. her it was like stepford wives harley oh, quinn as like a 50s like housewife batman was like the the nosy neighbor <laughs> the barbecue it was like really weird shit and the, and the ravager one was uh was also really scary it's like the 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 a physical embodiment of all her like abusers and uh, and like okay. her father and everything is pretty pretty scary yeah okay i like that i'm glad to know that someone made a real horror thing with this because a mm. few of these i've read so far well the one i read so far the batman one with the big giant pearls chasing him i'm like okay yeah. this is something you would get in like a third rate nightmare on elm street <laughs> And I don't want Insomni to just become bad Freddy Krueger. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> I'm scary Terry, bitch. Because, <laughs> like, if you do it wrong, that's totally just what it's going to yeah. be. Where it's like, yeah, like, like remember bad Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else did I have this week? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just go quickly through the Spider-Mans. Uh, so Spider-Man, uh, they're still fighting Doc Ock, though mm -hmm. Doc Ock just basically tells spider-man to fuck off because he's not interested in him he actually he wants to arch norman and i'm like okay so that's where we're at now huh villains don't even want to deal with spider-man anymore <laughs> yeah you're not you're boring now you're boring 
you're boring. I don't give a shit. And Spider-Man's <laughs> like, well, I guess the only way I'll be able to defeat Otto is if I join with his tentacles because they kind of saved me in the last issue, which makes no sense because Ock was holding him upside down. And then in this issue, him and Jonah have escaped. No, I go. Yeah. It's, it's really dumb. Though by joining with the tentacles, Peter unlocks all of his old memories as Superior Spider-Man. Oh, cool. Which is pretty cool because that's always the thing where it's like uh, this was like years worth of stories that happened and Peter doesn't remember any of this. That's a little fucked up. He doesn't remember any of this stuff. He probably mm -hmm. should just to make future writers jobs easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what it did. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it's the uh, Ock stuff that's really interesting. It's like, well, why is he so mad at Norman? He puts one of those beyond helmets on his head, the one they were using to fuck with Ben Riley's memories. Mm hmm. And he's like, look, Norman, this is all the times you screwed me over as Green Lantern. You know, I want revenge on you. But also, I, I, I'm mad at myself because someone doctored my memories. I'm pretty sure it was magic. Ooh. So he's talking about the end of the last Superior Spider-Man series, how Mephisto whammied his mind. Yeah, yeah. And he said, but really, though, the reason I'm super mad at you, Norman, is because you got your redemption. You got to be a good guy. And that was stolen from me. And I don't even remember why. Oh, yeah. Again, they make Ock like weirdly sympathetic where it's like, oh, those memories of him being superior Spider-Man and all that character growth. They're still in his head somewhere. They're still in his subconscious and it's driving him crazy. Mm hmm. And he's like, well, Norman, I guess the only way to make you suffer the way I've suffered is I'm going to shoot you up with some goblin juice I just made. <laughs> so let's see if your sobriety can, you know, can last. Essentially, can last. I'm going to I'm going to try and knock you off the goblin wagon. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's really interesting. You know, a character piece for these two. And then I'm reminded, I'm like, yeah, none of this has anything to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> it's all setting up the superior Spider-Man. <laughs> It's just hilarious where this book is at now where, like, everything good has nothing to do with Peter. <laughs> and also only services to set up another book, to set up the Dan Slott book that comes in November. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's also really fascinating, too, because it begs the question where it's like, well, assuming that Doc Ock gets his memories back, will he be able to, you know, live and let live with Peter and vice versa? I mean, mm -hmm. Peter is living and let living with Norman right now, so it would be a little hypocritical if he didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, how are they going to do that? Is Ock going to be a superior Spider-Man in New York? Is he going to be going elsewhere? What's going on? Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of interesting questions that I'm sure won't be answered in this book. I'm sure they'll be answered <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, Dan, Dan Slott will make sure to answer all these questions because he's probably just as frustrated as we are. Yeah, go go read my book over here. And, like, it's just like, man, there's, like, stuff here I enjoy. But it's also like, goddamn, Zeb Wells, do you have any control over this series at all? Or do they they, they, they literally just tell you what to write? Yeah, yeah. It feels like, again, Wells is just signing his name on the book. And, you know, it's other people who are telling him what to write. Mm -hmm. uh, I had the Miles book, too. That was the last one I had. This one is interesting because it's Miles coming to terms with the fact that he almost died during Carnage Reigns, that he was literally bleeding out. And now he's having spider sense panic attacks to where he's like jumping at everything. Okay. And Tiana's like, that's really bad, man. You got to talk to someone about that. So they have a frank discussion about going to see a therapist, which, of course, because, you know, hey, you know, we're young, hip black people, you know, in a culture, in a city, in a place and time in the world where we don't normally talk about our mental health and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really cool, actually. Man, if Peter Parker had seen a psychiatrist at fucking Miles' age, we might not be in any of this trouble. <laughs> 
boy, boy, Cody Ziggler, you sure seem to know what's up. And then uh, then Hobgoblin comes back, too, during all this, ironically, because he is also robbing an old uh, Beyond Depot because he also wants a memory doctoring headset. Yeah. Which is very fun because also, if you recall, he was fucking with Ned's leads his mind. Uh-huh. And also, like, Hobgoblin says, like, oh, I, I came out to do a job and now I can't get my other persona to go away, basically. Mm-hmm. Implying that Kingsley isn't even in control of Hobgoblin right now. And they also imply that they're still working for Goblin Queen, so it's like a whole thing. Hmm. So oh, there's a lot of stuff. So fucking there's so much, so many like spinning plates. Layers. So <laughs> many layers, so many places. Like Ziggler didn't have to like honor everything that's going on and amazing, but I'm glad he did. Yeah. Also, evil mathematician helping us out again. Ah, I see your point about amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing it's a with whole it. But, thing. The, <laughs> but the Miles book is much better because the Miles book is literally doing everything the Peter book used to do, and it's arguably doing it better. It is, yes. Because the bulk of this story is just Peter and his friends going to a goddamn, you know, food truck fair in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Doing real relatable human things and then having frank discussions about, you know, like mental health mental and, you health. know, uh yeah, mental health and like, you know, self-worth and like, you know, uh, self-care and everything. I'm like, man, Ziggler makes it look so fucking easy. <laughs> like that other book is just struggling to do Spider-Man and Ziggler's over here like, I don't know what you guys are saying. I'm having yeah. a great time. This is easy. It's the easiest job I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you just make sure that, you know, the problem that Spider-Man is having in his human life, you know, juxtaposes and contrasts with the problems that he's facing in his superhero life. Wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> Just do that for 60 years. See what happens. <laughs> Give him some girl trouble, you know, maybe uh, some trouble with his parents and everything. It's great. It's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Then he fights Hobgoblin. It's great. <laughs> Goddamn, the Miles book is just so it's it, it. I love the Miles book and I'm fucking infuriated by it, too, with how yeah. easy he's making it look. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the, 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 the blueprint here, which is it's just hilarious that like. The character that started out as like the next Spider-Man is now mm-hmm. better than the previous Spider-Man who could do well by taking notes from the next Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, someone said something to me. Someone made a comparison that I, I had never seen before and had never made before myself, but I, but I kind of got bowled over because it was very fucking accurate. They said, at this rate, Miles will be to Peter what Wally is to Barry, and that is a whole generation prefer the character more and, you know, feel more love and affection to their stories because they're the ones they grew up with mm-hmm. than Peter. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're fucking right. Yeah, yeah. The the only difference is, is that Barry, like, went away for 20 years is the yeah. thing. He was the he, only he died. <laughs> Yeah, he died. He went away and actually stayed away for a bit. Spider-Man is here. He's he's just he's just the walking dead right now, you yeah. see. <laughs> he's just going through the fucking motions currently. And I'm like, yeah, Miles is to, you know, freaking Peter what Wally is to Barry. And that is like, this is the Spider-Man that will raise a generation and there will be, you know, these divides going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, Wally got to be in all the cartoons and everything, just like Miles is getting to be in the movies and the games and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's fucking wild. But yeah, there's there's my two cents on Spider-Man for this week, everyone. God, it's crazy to think both these books are happening at the same time <laughs> and that they are so radically different. <laughs> 
What, what about you, Matt? Did you have anything else or was that it for you? Uh, the last book I read this week, and it's probably my favorite of the of the week, uh, was oh. actually Night Terror's Zatanna. No shit. Yeah, okay. So we saw in Night Terror's 1, she's actually able to stay awake via magic. Yeah, and we pick up uh, during that where uh, she's in the Hall of Justice, beneath the Hall of Justice. She's got the sleeping Wonder Woman and Detective Chimp with her. And uh, she's like protecting them because the sleepless nights, which are uh, insomnia's like generals who who uh, are sent around the world to kill anyone who's still awake, arrive, and uh, they 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 want the stone, the the nightmare stone. But Zatanna has no idea what any of that is <laughs> because only dead man knows. Right. Um, so they send the sleepless queen after her, which is like uh, insomnia's main general. And, uh, and she ends up uh, trying to kill Zatanna. Zatanna needs some help. So she ends up doing a spell that she she doesn't know who's still out there and who's still mm-hmm. active. So she does a spell that just says, bring her a champion. <laughs> and it brings her a robot man. That's pretty funny because that's like a team up you would never think yeah. of in 100 years. Zatanna and robot man. I dig that. Yeah. So, so Cliff turns up and he immediately hates the situation because it's magic. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck this bullshit. Uh, so the, the the whole premise of the issue is uh, Zatanna wants to get uh, Wonder Woman and Bobo to a magical panic room they have in the bottom of the Hall of Justice. And they to do that, they've got to go through a series of like traps and tricks and everything because it's a panic room. It's like hidden away from magic and everything. Uh, so they end up going through like like bookcases that have hidden doors behind them, uh, and into like uh, a big maze, like like this incomprehensively huge maze that they have to walk through. And all while this is happening, they are being assaulted by the the sleepless nights who send uh, visions of like people who have been killed inadvertently by both Cliff and Zatanna. So Zatanna mm. sees people. She's uh she helped in like seances that died from being possessed. Uh, Cliff sees like his family and people he, he's, he's knows. And it's interesting because they, they both these characters don't particularly like each other. Cause you know, Cliff, no. Cliff doesn't like magic. Uh, Zatanna isn't too pleased that they, he, she got sent fucking robot man of all people. <laughs> um, but they, through- I didn't want fucking robot man. <laughs> Through the course of the entire issue, they end up bonding over. They they realize that like, oh, we actually have quite a bit in common through like our, our loss of like family and friends and everything. We're we're the people. They are pretty tragic. We're, we're the people. Whenever we're on teams, we usually like the last survivors. Uh, yeah, sort of I never thing. thought about that, but she's right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Zatanna ends up seeing like her dead dad and like all that sort of stuff. They they end up assaulting her with all this sort of stuff, but they make it to the room and it's all okay. But then uh, Cliff ends up getting attacked by the the queen and she stabs him and and he doesn't think anything of it because like he's fucking robot. It's like oh, I'm just a brain in like a robot. You can't actually kill me. And we find out that that wasn't her plan at all and she ends up knighting quote unquote uh cliff and turning him into a monster called the rust bringer which is is like a new sleepless night and it's a really cool design as well his like head like cracks open and you can see his brain pulsating and his head and (laughs) he's all like he's all spiky and everything now and uh yeah so she's gonna he's gonna end up like fighting zatana next issue i guess it's nice to just see Robot Man get some love and get some shit to do. Yeah, yeah. 
This is by Dennis Colvo, who's writing the Doom Patrol ah, book as well. So well, that fucking checks out. Then. Yeah. That makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, okay. it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're enjoying those uh, Night Terrors uh, tie-ins there. I'll be sure to ask you more in the coming months. Hey, so what was going on with those tie-ins I didn't read? <laughs> the, no. the Zatanna one might end up being important because it's like Zatata. She was like around right. when that happened. She was there when it kicked in the book. Off. So like it might uh, end up being like one of the ones that ends up like being important. But yeah, no, it's it pretty good. It's pretty decent for a tie-in. Fair enough. Uh, I guess, too, uh, that dovetails very nicely. We talked about the books from uh, last week. I guess we can talk about what's coming out this week as the show drops. Yep. Yeah. Well, I know from Unless DC, I... it's just all Night Terrors again. <laughs> Mostly all Night Terrors. There's Batman, Superman, World's Finest 17. Nice, nice. So you got that. Yeah, Mark Wade seems to completely dodge this because his Titans thing also came out. Yeah, that came out last week. This week, yeah, I... like this week just gone. I, I've got it in my pile. Yeah, I, I didn't get a fucking chance to read it because I got too many goddamn night terrors, apparently. <laughs> uh, X-Men Red, number 13. This looks to be the be the continuation of that Genesis story because she's back on fucking Mars and fucking with the Arakos. Uh, I've, got, I, I've been meaning to, like, sit down because I'm doing a, a big catch-up video on, like, the actual X-Men book. But I've been meaning to sit down and, like, okay, where are we in Fall of X because it's just going mm. so quickly. I, uh, I am also way too fucking behind on X-Men. I'm too behind on Immortal. I'm too behind on main X-Men. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. This might be the furthest I've been behind on X-Men. Yeah, the same. Because they keep coming out, but I have to keep kicking them down the road, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, well, they bring out so many, uh, like, a week as well. Yeah, it's hard to get to them on top of, like, new number ones and everything. Yeah, I'm hearing Immortal was excellent, that last one they did, because I think Colossus gets an issue, and then, uh, mm. what is it, Cypher gets an issue. Yeah, I know they just, they only just now started, like, breaching the stuff with Colossus, where he was, like, he's like a fucking Orchus agent. Yeah, he's a Russian sleeper agent without even knowing it. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 4, I dropped off Guardians of the Galaxy, I didn't read issue 3. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't read it i dropped off again i like lanzig and kelly i'll pick up with thunderbolts i promise yeah, this is so much going on at the moment though. It, it really fucking radiant black hitting issue number 25 again talk God about damn. another book i'd love to fucking read the super massive universe which apparently is great yeah uh dr afra 34 night terrors superman night terrors nightwing so you and i are definitely going to be reading those mm-hmm mm -hmm. Extreme Venom verse number five, which I'm not reading, but the cover of this has Venom as a baseball player and Venom as a little shark. Oh, and Venom as <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's stupid, and I'm all about it. <laughs> uh, Batman White Knight's Generation Joker number three. I didn't really like the last issue, but I feel like if I don't read this, that I'm not going to know what's going on in White Knight because they're all kind of connected. <laughs> But again, I didn't really enjoy that last issue. I'm like, oh, okay, it kind of feels like you're running out of steam with this universe now. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Just just get to the Batman Superman stuff or don't. <laughs> like, like I love Harley. You did a great miniseries with her. I don't know if I need to read a whole story about her kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blade number one comes out this week. Oh, fucking hell. I know, right? Fucking tell me about it. God damn it. Are we doing this already? Brian Hill, which I've had a love-hate relationship with Brian Hill's work, but he's a fun follow on social media, and I yes. definitely want to like uh, – I definitely want to like his Blade book. Mm, definitely. Uh, Moon Knight Dead City. Uh, this is them bringing back Scarlet Scarab. Mm -hmm. I know that book. Uh, I think that book is coming towards an end. Like, it like is. The, like the actual Moon Knight book. Yes, it is. This is this is David Popose doing this uh, mm -hmm. spinoff, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we also got Hot Girl number one, which I'm very fucking excited for. I am as well. I am as well. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because the writer has been very nice to me on Twitter. I'm just <laughs> saying it because I love Hot Girl and I think she should have a book. Why yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. This one also seems like it's going to have a bunch of fun guest characters and everything, too. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, Black Panther number two. Uh, Static Shock Shadows of Dakota. So I guess that's actually coming to an end soon. I think that's the penultimate issue of that. Cool. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Street Fighter. That's been going on. <laughs> what? That's a thing. Uh, they didn't. They, I, I swear they just crossed over with Stranger Things as well. They did. Yeah. The fucking the fucking turtles are busy. They're going to be really busy this year because they got a goddamn new movie coming out. Really? Yeah. 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 Can't fucking get away from them. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, I think that's everything for this week. So it's a pretty big week, but not as big as it's been. Maybe we will actually get a chance to catch up on some shit. Yeah. I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. I should really go to like a college and get like an unpaid intern to help me where I'm like, look, if you can just edit my videos for me. So all I have to do is record them. That's fine. Or just give me just, just give me the Coles notes version to the book and I can talk into the microphone. <laughs> just come on, man. It's, it's hard to be a one man operation. <laughs> Kali Frederick asking, will Blade's daughter be in this book? Good point. I wonder. I would assume so. I hope so. They finally launched her after all those, you know, attempts. Yeah. I really hope they get her in. But uh, yeah, everyone, that looks like, uh, what is it, everything for this week we got coming out. Thank you for joining us. We're glad we could fill your ear holes and your eye holes with comic book news and jokes and good times. Yeah. It's also nine minutes to my birthday. Again, I'll officially be years old. <laughs> So be thankful for that, everyone. Well, why do I say because I didn't love being last year. <laughs> I'm just growing older and more tired and more crotchety and more irrelevant. And you get to watch. Yeah. Yeah. In real time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, everyone who donated to the show this week. As always, it's wildly appreciated. Every little bit helps. Keeps the light on. Keeps us, you know, on Patreon and everything. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that's good stuff. Again, if you are a patron, you'll get to listen to the show back first before anyone else. We try and put it up there. And then audio versions get uh, disseminated usually on Wednesday on all the different podcast apps. I try and get that one in there. And hopefully we'll get back to doing shorts, too, because we took a couple weeks off. So we haven't been doing those shorts. But yeah. thank you for supporting those, too. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, and thank you, everyone, for the birthday wishes. That's very, very much appreciated. Yeah. All right. So any parting words, Matt? Anything else to say before we call this one for tonight? Uh, not really, no. Keep an eye out on Night Terrors because there's so much of it happening. Yep, nothing but Night Terrors. Oh, also, hey, keep your eyes peeled to my channel because I will be doing uh, the next episode of My Adventures of Superman. It was rendering before we started. <laughs> I couldn't get it up in time. Yes, I've been reviewing it as well, and it's been great. It's good. It's good as shit. They do a lot of different stuff I like. Yeah, yeah. and it is an anime. I don't care how many people tell me it's not an anime. Oh, it's it a fucking anime. Yeah, call it an America May if you must. It's Studio Mir. Come on. They did fucking Legend of Korra. They did uh, Voltron Legendary Defenders. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn Mr. Mixelplick looks like a goddamn Kai from Dragon Ball. We, we know what show it. He, he got a magical girl transformation. His, his powers and techniques activate when he needs them the most and when it's convenient to the plot. <laughs> goddamn... Deathstroke is Bashonin, an anime pretty boy. Yeah, the first thing he fought were fucking Evangelions. Yeah, we know what we're in. We know what we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> his his dad is a fucking warrior king in this with an eye patch, which automatically made me think Mr. Oz. Yeah, oh, he's he's based on uh, Big Boss from 
Oh, Metal Gear she's... Solid. Oh yeah, that's right. Because the artist uh, Chris Anka or whatever mm-hmm. on uh, on Instagram goes over all this man. That guy is fucking in He's it. Great, yeah. This this lastly, he did all of the extra Spider Mans for Spider Verse. Did the art for this, and he designed Miss Marvel's new costume for yes. being a mutant. Yes, that guy just gets all the fucking work in the world apparently, <laughs> and he does excellent work. So I see why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. And on that note, everyone, we will call this show for this week. Thank you so much. We'll be back again next week. Catch you later, everyone. Catch you later, everyone. Bye-bye.